Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Pastor Fidel Nyekuri. Pastor Fidel is the Associate Pastor at Grace Point Church. Hello and welcome to Tafakari Tuesday, where it's all about meditating on that which matters most for us believers, we who are Christians. Here we seek to grow in our Christian thinking, to have a gospel-shaped worldview. Now today, we deal with the issue of making decisions as believers, decision-making as believers. The question is, how do you make decisions on a small scale or a big scale in all matters of life as a Christian? How do I personally decide who, for example, who to marry or where to take my children to school? which movie to watch, or even how to spend the money that I have. We all have decisions to make each and every day. And the question is how we make these decisions in a Christian way. How do we make these decisions in a way that honors God and shows that we are truly believers? Karibu sana as we think about this. In his book, True Spirituality, which is a commentary on first Corinthians. Von Roberts gives us as a framework which I personally found very helpful and a go-to tool when I am making decisions or when I'm thinking about making decisions, especially on those areas you may call gray areas or those areas that are not explicitly sin, they are not explicitly, explicitly against God, but yet as a, as a believer I still need to make a decision regarding such matters. And this is something I want us to look together in, in the fifth chapter of his book, uh, True Spirituality, one Roberts focuses on, uh, as he comments on 1 Corinthians chapter 8 to 10, and, and as you read that section, it largely deals with the issue of freedom. You know, chapter 8 on the issue of eating or not eating food offered to idols. And then chapter 9, Paul surrendering his rights for the, for the sake of the gospel, uh, having to give up all that he are his rights as an apostle for the sake of reaching to others with the gospel. And then chapter 10, Paul warns believers against idolatry and, uh, and focusing on uh, looking at what happened to the children of Israel and saying how that's an, as, an, as an example to us. And then now, of interest really in this section is that bit of First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 to 33. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 to 33. Uh, This is a very interesting section. And Paul writes in that section, he says that all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is said before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. I do not mean your conscience, but his. For why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? Verse 31. So, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, 
do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. Here we can basically summarize, you know, Paul is saying, uh, telling the, the church at Corinth that yes, and, and this is he's quoting them or quoting some of the people at Corinth saying how all things are lawful, but he quantifies that statement and say, he qualifies that statement and says that yes, all things may be lawful, but not all things are beneficial, not all things are helpful, and then not all things build up. In other words, what Paul is saying here, yes, we can do things as long as they are lawful, as, as long as they are not bad, but we need to go further and think about how they, what effect they will have on other people, what effect they will have on ourselves in, in, in terms of, uh, of, of being helpful to us, and think about other people around us. But notice what he says in verse 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. At uh, the back of our minds, as we make decisions, we need to be concerned about others and we need to be at the foremost, the ultimate, to think about the glory of God. That ought to be our motivation. To be a Christian, uh, uh, I need to ask myself, as I think about anything, I need to be concerned about the glory of God. Does what I do glorify God? You know, even the small things, eating, drinking, Whatever I do, whatever I think about, whatever decision I'm making, it ought to be to the glory of God. Does what I do exalt the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Or does that focus on me? In other words, though we are the ones making decisions, we are not at the center of them. God is at the center of every decision that we make. As I eat, as I drink, or read a book, as I take a walk, or whichever leisure activity I'm involved in, as I spend time with my family, as I'm at work, working, or making that big financial decision, or as I think about taking on another job, or even relocating to another place, whatever it is, I need to remember that I ought to do all to the glory of God. But you might be asking, how exactly do I know how to make gospel-shaped? decisions how do i exactly know how to make these christian decisions again coming back to von roberts he gives a sort of a framework which i mentioned on on page 132 and 133 he calls it the g test the g test and basically he says this you need to ask yourself three questions <clears throat> three questions the first one is about your spiritual growth the first g the second G is about the good of others. And the third G is about the glory of God. In other words, the questions you need to ask yourselves are, what will be the effect on my spiritual growth? What will be the effect on my spiritual growth? As I make a decision about something, uh, as I'm involved in that leisure activity, or even think about moving and, and relocating or getting a job, I know many times we think, uh, you know, there's no way a church should be involved in what I do as I take on a job or as I move. But think about it this way. Uh, and you need to ask yourself, as you're moving to that place, as you're taking on that job, is it benefiting you? Is it giving you an opportunity even to grow spiritually? Or you're going to be spending, you know, 24 hours on the job or the place you moved to, there isn't really a healthy church where you are at. And that is going, obviously, to hinder your spiritual growth. 
So what will be the effect on our spiritual growth as you make that decision? Number two, what will this be good for others? Will this be good for others? It's not just about you. How does this affect other people? You know, is it for their good? Is it affecting them negatively? Uh, as, as the world continues to be increasingly individualistic, we think it all matters, is me. Uh, but the issue is we need to think about others also. What effect is it having on them? Christians and non-Christians alike. And number three, can I do this for the glory of God, which is really the ultimate. And basically, if what I'm doing, if whatever decision I'm making doesn't honor God, then ditch it. If you need to bribe to get that work, doesn't honor God, ditch it. If you need to get into premarital sex so as you can win over or be won over by that person, then ditch it. It doesn't honor God. The glory of God is our motivation in the end as believers. Spiritual growth, good of others, the glory of God. And he expands on this, uh, this G-test. And, and just further, to ask these simple questions again, or to think about now, um, particularly those uh, we may call gray areas, those where we may think things are not explicitly mentioned. But here's a, a general framework again to think about this, expanding on these three questions. Uh, think about this, you have a huge decision to make. Does the Bible allow it? As you are thinking about that issue, as you want to make that decision, does the Bible allow it? If no, then simply don't do it. The Bible doesn't allow it, don't do it. But if yes, well, hold your horses. Hold your horses. Here's a second question you need to ask yourself. Does my conscience allow it? Does my conscience allow it? Yes, the Bible might, might have allowed it, but does my conscience allow it? And if no, then simply don't do it. If no, simply don't do it. And, you know, we will live in Africa, there will be uh, something we, we, we do quite often. Or when you think about even the area of drinking, when you think about it, you might have been convinced the Bible doesn't, or well, the Bible allows it, but when you come to that fact that your own conscience and how you've grown up in your own family and you see the people around you and you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to drink. Not because I read clearly in the Bible it says don't drink, but because I see clearly my conscience cannot in any way allow me to do such a thing. So if your conscience is, it tells you no, it doesn't allow it, simply don't do it. Because conscience is a tool that God has given and we simply cannot ignore it. And if yes, your conscience allows it, again, hold your horses there. Ask yourself three more questions. You know, the first question is, does the Bible allow it? The second, does my, question, my conscience allow it? Then ask yourself three more questions. What is the effect on other Christians? Just going beyond yourself. As I do this thing, what effect is it having on those Christians around me? Am I being a stumbling block to them? Why? Because, again, quoting Von Roberts, love is more important than knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but I want to love that other Christian, and therefore I will not set myself up as a stumbling block to them. And then the second is, what is the effect on non-Christians? What is the effect on those who are not believers? Why? Because, quoting Von Roberts, the gospel is more important than rights. It is not just about my right, what I can do, what I need to do, but also I need to think about how what I'm doing communicates the gospel. Does that make the gospel more appealing or does that make the gospel hindered? 
does my drinking make me look more like a Christian or does that make me look less of a Christian and just like any other person out there in the world? What effect does it have on non-Christians? And number three, what is the effect on my spiritual life? What is the effect on my spiritual life? And quoting Roberts again, spiritual health is more important than freedom. So it's not just about what I'm free to do, but my own spiritual life, my own spiritual health. What impact is that decision I'm taking, that thing I'm doing, having on my own spiritual life? And, and, I, and, and I believe, I think this is a very important, um, helpful framework for us to use as we think about making decisions, as we think about what to do as believers, that we ask ourselves these questions. Does the Bible allow it? Does my conscience allow it? What effect does it have on other Christians? What effect does it have on non-Christians? And what effect does it have on my spiritual life? And as we do this, we'll keep thinking more and more Christianly and make decisions that are more and more Christianly so to say. God help, God help us to be those who make the right decisions. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, let's keep thinking Christianly. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again tomorrow for a new episode. Goodbye.